See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice and yeah? There's the knock to the back post, and it did! You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Curse Cast, episode 10. Woo! I'm RJ Montano, joined alongside David Carl. David, we have a lot to get to this week. We missed last week. Hard to believe uh, we've been doing this show for a decade. It's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. it's. Uh, I feel like it's only been 10 episodes, but it's, here we are. Uh, we've aged beautifully. Yeah, we have. Okay, almost exactly the same. Added a couple pounds from beers from the tailgates, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, but uh, uh, we are we do have a lot to get to this week. We've got U.S. Open Cup. We've got uh, the Oklahoma City match that just happened uh, yesterday at the time of recording this. We've got a lot to get to. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Super special guest this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of number 10. Speaking of number 10. Kevon Frater himself, the leading goal scorer in the USL Championship. With 10 goals. With 10 goals. 10th episode, number 10. We did this really well. We planned this. This was beautiful. Um, he's going to be joining us for the second segment here in just a little bit. But let's let's dive into, RJ, that Oklahoma City energy matchup from last night. Uh, your initial takeaways. How are you feeling about it? You know, um, I feel, I mean, it, it was a draw. We didn't lose. But I, I feel a little down about it. You know, I, I thought it, we missed a chance at stealing three points instead of just one. And uh, I, I feel like the team feels this way as well. Yeah, and I think to that point, some draws feel like wins. Uh, I point to the Portland Timbers 2 match as an opportunity for that. You know, we come back and get that that third goal, 3-3 draw, and, and, uh, and that felt like a win. Uh, this one felt more like a loss. Um, you know, it wasn't a loss, obviously. We got a point out of it. But uh, it felt like points dropped um, was disappointing, especially I think a lot of that comes from uh, whether you start with the lead uh, or you come back from down. And, and in this situation, obviously, we, we scored first. And uh, going into halftime felt all right about it. Um, and then, again, to give up that that goal, not I wouldn't say late, but later on to give up the lead there. And uh, we've, we've dropped some points from winning positions, and that hurts. Yeah, and it was uh, with less than 20 minutes to go in the game. So that that did hurt. And, and, I, and I agree with you. It it seems like United missed an opportunity in front of a national audience, in front of uh, fourteen thousand fans, to 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 take the three points, to mm-hmm. kind of have that extra bit of excitement from winning a match. But like we said, it's it's a draw. We didn't lose, and we're an expansion franchise. Yeah. You got to keep that in mind. I of think course. it's something that we keep losing uh, sight of is is being an expansion because of the. 
the great start we've had. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to alter your expectations. And I think any successful person, club, whatever you want to say, should adjust their expectations as they continue to achieve things in life in a season, whatever it may be. So while we maybe came into the expect came into the season with the expectation you and I talked about at the beginning, uh, maybe of being a, a playoff team, uh, you know, hope to maybe get a six, seven, eight seed, something like that would have been great. Obviously, with the early success of the team, you alter your expectations. So um, a draw here hurts uh, far from the end of the world, and and I, I expect that come Saturday the guys uh, will come out fired up and, and ready to take three points. I mean, it's it's an important match. Every seems like every match in the Western Conference is important with how close everything is, um, and an opportunity to come out and say, uh, you know. A little bit of a, a little bit of a hiccup there this past Wednesday, but but an opportunity to come out and, and kind of remedy that pretty quickly. There's been seven draws so far on the season, mm-hmm. and at first, the first few, we were kind of like, okay, the team's filling out where they are, filling out kind of the competition, filling out, you know, being brand new, being in the USL. These last few draws feel like they're kind of playing down to their competition, maybe not up, but kind of they're not taking advantage fully of their own potential. I think that. Uh, so obviously we got the goal just before halftime. Uh, Devin uh, with a nice finish there. Uh, Schmitty in there as well, but Devin puts it away uh, for I think his fourth goal in the league this season, plus two in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, and so going into half, you, you feel pretty good. But credit to OKC, they made some changes, uh, not with their personnel, but with how they approached. Uh, they kind of took a page out of United's book. They were pressing high, waiting for United to make mistakes. Um, and, and to that end, United for that reason, had a lot of possession. I, I can pull it up right now. Give me one second. 65% to 35% possession for United. Um, and that's not how United want to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, OKC really narrowed the field with their formation. United like to play wide. Oh, you know, OKC pressed high. United tend to like to be the ones pressing high, getting in off of the opponent's mistakes. So um, it made United uncomfortable, definitely. Um, and, you know, that breaks through with a Deshaun Brown goal in the 73rd minute. Uh, and we end up 1-1 as our final score. And again, a draw, definitely not the end of the world. Um, and uh, one thing that's pretty nice about having a Wednesday game like this um, is having the opportunity to bounce back quickly. Um, you know, come Saturday, I'm sure these guys will be ready, motivated uh, to kick some ass and, and do it in front of a big crowd. Yeah, and it's going to be a big crowd this Saturday against Sacramento uh, coming into town. Mm-hmm. Um, United now with 14 matches played, sitting atop of the table with 25 points. Yep. Uh, Timbers right behind him, but only 12 games played so far. Uh, making up that ground is going to be pretty easy for the Timbers if, if they can do it. So yeah. it, are these draws, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say bad, but... We- they're not bad, but they're also not good. I mean, it, it's, I mean it, it's almost too simple to describe you know a win's good a loss is bad obviously and a draw is in the middle uh but you think about it yes you have seven draws which is the most in the league but if two of those or if four of those are losses instead of draws we're in a very different position those are additional points so i'm choosing to look at this as a positive um yes we lead the league in draws but i'd much rather lead the league in draws than have some extra losses in there and and again you're at the top of the table yes you have two games in hand on portland and phoenix and and almost everybody yeah, else with the exception of o- yeah with the exception of okc uh but again you're not losing these matches and that's that's very important 
All right, let's talk about some of the stars from last night. Uh, Devin Sandoval with the score in the the uh, 43rd minute. Right before the half. Yeah. Right before the half, off of a set play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what did you see from that? I, I initially thought Schmidt scored the goal. I didn't we see Devin did, I think. kind of come off the foot there. Yeah, so we all we all thought Schmidt. Schmidt came in with a nice header, uh, got a big meaty forehead onto that, um, and then it bounced around just a little bit uh, off of one defender and straight to Devin's foot. And uh, he first time that, put that away. Uh, nothing the goalkeeper could have done about it. Uh, goalkeeper. I don't think saw it. Uh, so uh, well played from Devin. We've talked about at length how Devin is is the king of the rebounds, king of the garbage goals, and we absolutely adore that. Uh, that's fantastic. You need a guy who's going to go in there, isn't afraid to mix it up, isn't afraid to scrap, get physical, um, and, and he's rewarded with goals. Again, four in the league so far, two in the Open Cup for six total. Uh, Devin is... His, his impact is immeasurable. It's been absolutely fantastic so far. And, and a big credit to Schmitty because, um, you know, I'll, some of the guys in his position may sit back. Schmitty does a really good job of coming forward, knowing when to come forward on set pieces like that um, and to get a forehead on it. And there have been many times where he's been able to do that or isn't able to do that. He comes forward and maybe doesn't get ahead on it. Maybe the cross isn't there. Maybe the goalkeeper comes out for it. And he always tracks back. So a big credit to Schmitty. He made that goal happen as well. And, uh, you know, last night it was a, a battle of Cody's mm-hmm. and it was a great battle. Both Cody's kind of came out. Both Cody's made some excellent saves. Yep. And I think that's why we have a one, one ties because both goalies were, were just on their game last night. Bound to happen. You got the, was that I think Andrew Bolte tweeted, uh, battle of two Cody's was always going to end in a draw something like that. So again, it's, it's, it's not a win, but it's not a loss. And again, they still sit at the top of the table. These guys were proud of them and, and we're excited to move forward. Speaking of moving forward, U.S. Open Cup this weekend. I mean, this week, sorry, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, next week. Um, And we were going to have uh, a special episode. Yes. uh, Kind of just our regular episode, but we're going to call it a special U.S. Open (laughs) Cup episode with uh, some special guests on that show as well. Yeah, we'll have uh, have some of the guys from the Holding the Line podcast, which is the Colorado Rapids podcast. Uh, They're going to come on the show here, and uh, I'm going to go over on the show over there. Um, so it'll be a nice little mix-up, exchanging of ideas. We will we'll tell them everything that uh, we'll lie to them uh, about what United are good at. So then they can relay that information to the Rapids, and then they can game plan wrong, and then and then we'll we'll kill them. Well, the Rapids probably aren't watching too much USL right now. Yeah. They should be, but they're not probably watching too much USL. So that's going to be their best game planning. Yeah, and we're all excited to travel up there. Uh, we just got word that uh, Kavon Freider is in the house. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, if you don't mind, RJ, and uh, get him in here. Well, 10 goals, number 10. I'm excited for this. So we'll take a quick break. Kavon Freider on the other side. You're listening to the Chris Cast. New Mexico United Soccer. More than a team, this is a family. We wanted so badly, so desperately to do this for Justin and his family and to honor his dad, and we honored him in the best way possible. You better not be the one to doubt her. We had to Because we can blow your mind. What a win with the goalie. We had, and it's 3 now. We can blow your mind. New Mexico United Soccer on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We can blow your mind. And welcome back into the CurseCast. We are joined now by the top scorer in the USL Championship, number 10, our 10th episode. He has 10 goals on the season. There's a theme here. Kevon Freider, thank you for joining us, Kevon. 
Thanks, man. What's up, RJ? How you doing? What's up, D? I'm just <laughs> chilling, bro. Uh, We're excited to have you on. Excited to have you on. So uh, let's let's get right down into it. Uh, draw last night, one to one against OKC. Yeah. What was your immediate reaction following the match? Uh, it's frustrating. You know, uh, you put in all this work. You know how they're gonna beat you and everything. And um, just that we got a point, we felt like we let ourselves down because we wanted the three points, but um, still undefeated um, at home. Um, it was good. You know, Pride Night, we got to do something special for the fans. And I felt like we did enough to win the game. We just didn't put our chances away. But uh, it, it, it was good. At the end of the day, you know, we got a point. We're still in first place. They got to come catch us. Mm-hmm. We're still going. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I've noticed, it's been happening, I think, two or three times recently, where they've got you, Santi, and Dev up top <laughs> at the same time. That's a lot of firepower. How is that working for the three of you together? It's good competition because uh, some people believe that, you know, when you have two person vying for the same um, ambition, it's like really competitive and like you start to get jealous and stuff like that. Um, with the three of us up top, it just it just motivates us and um it it's like if I'm going it gets Santi going if Santi's going it gets me going and it's the same with Dev and Chris and all of us so a lot of people think of it the negative way but in truth we we feed off each other's energy so much so it's just it's just fun to play with every one of these guys man and you and mentioned it, that you got the you and Santi top two goal scorers in the USL right now yeah. have you guys been talking about that at all fighting each other for it. Nah, not really. Nah. It's, it's just good competition. It's like a team competition, mm-hmm. but we just leave the league and um, all the naysayers to say what they want. We're just chilling. It's uh, the two top goal scorers, but also you guys have plenty of assists too. So you're not you're not <laughs> selfish with the ball. You're passing it to each other. Are you guys? What What are you seeing from the competition so far? That's opening up things for each other. It's just it, it's just good competition, bro. Like um. I don't even know how to answer that one. <laughs> I mean, from the USL, like, what yeah. do you think from other teams that are able to, like, do, do they kind of close in on you, which leaves Santi yeah. open? Do they close in on Santi? Oh, like, oh, okay. Um, it's different because, you know, they, they attack um, different players, different types of ways and stuff like that. But um, they're definitely trying to double down on Santi and stuff like that, you know, try to el- eliminate his style of play and stuff like that. But that's just going to give space to Chris, me, and Weehan. And if they double down on me, it's just going to give space. They, they can't be everywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that teams are starting to look at what we're doing and trying to come at us. At the beginning, they didn't really respect us. But no, I think that we've earned the respect to be a top team in a league. And um, all the players are intrigued by it. We're not. We're motivated. We're not over our heads with it, though. We're just like you know. Okay, they're coming right now, so we got to be really tuned in and eliminate our mistakes. Well, you mentioned kind of earning the respect of the league. You know, last year you mm-hmm. had three goals on the season. You've already more than tripled your goal scoring <laughs> tally from mm-hmm. last year. What's been the difference for you? I, I scored goals in preseason last season too. Um, it's just it's just unfortunate, you know. Like you know, you didn't get opportunities that you want. But um, it's just playing, man. Like freedom, give any pl- any good player freedom mm-hmm. to play and just have fun, and um, he'll he'll do the best he can. And when you have a coach that believes in you and expects the best and wants to see you do better, trust me, you want to give one hundred and ten percent or even more sometimes when you're on the field. And that's what I was gonna ask right before you said that is is how much of that is coach 
Lesane is how much of that is Troy's system for again creating opportunities? Like we have a lot of goal scorers. I mean, it's it's you, it's Dev, it's Santi, it's Bees. I mean, it, it's everybody kind mm-hmm. of working together to get up there. He's a, he's a whiz to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's, he 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 knows his stuff. Um, I must give coach credit a lot. Even though we go out on the field and you know the coaches at the end of the day when we're winning and stuff or when we're losing. You know, he's the one in the media sticking up for us, you know, saying that he didn't prepare us well, trying to make us better players and stuff like that. But to be honest, um, he really knows his stuff and he tries to guide us the right way. And we just trust the process and it always works. So I don't think we're going to switch from that right now. So a uh, little fun fact, we, we have the Four Corners Cup, which yeah. is uh, for, uh, you know, the Four Corners teams, Utah. <laughs> We're going to rename it the Kavan Freighter We're gonna Cup. We're going to name it because we didn't realize this. You have played for all Four Corner Cup teams. <laughs> I didn't know you played for Monarchs. Mm-hmm. I knew you played for, for Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. and I knew you played for Phoenix. Yeah. I didn't know you played for Monarchs as well. Yeah, that was my first thing in the USL, and um, I'm grateful for that organization. Um, they taught me a lot. And, um, you know... Just being in certain situations and stuff like that, it just taught me that, like, you know, you you, you don't got to wait on stuff to pop off. You just got to go get it, you yeah. know. So I'm going to go get it right now. I ain't waiting for shit to happen. Yeah. yeah. And so let's let's take it to when you came here. Obviously, it's it's a brand new club, uh, um, a city that's never had uh, soccer at this level before. What was that like, coming here for the first time, seeing the fans here for the first time? What was it like, your introduction to New Mexico? At first, I was like, ah, new team, new challenge, you know. I like the coach. He talked to me well. And then um, some of my friends were on the team before, like Suggsy. I knew Suggsy before. So, like, you know, that was that was big for me coming here, mm-hmm. you know, understanding stuff. And just, just the whole camaraderie and everything and how the coach perceives me to be and stuff like that. So, it really intrigued me. Um... Like our first um, home game, like in preseason, I was really welcomed by the fans and everything. And um, I got to meet some of them and it was kind of cold. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> but, that game. Um, it, was, it was fun. I liked the fans and everything. They interacted with us. And then um, our first home game was just a no-brainer. Our first home game was a no-brainer. It, it, it wasn't too fun to be on the bench for the first game because I was like, damn. <laughs> it's such a great atmosphere to play in. But I knew a coach was going to call up on me soon, so um, he brought me in, and uh, I went on the field, and I was like, wow, this feels like home. And um, we got the best fans in the USL. I, I second that, absolutely. So uh, what, what was the biggest culture shock coming to New Mexico? I mean, you were in Phoenix, so it wasn't too much of a, a difference, but what's what's New Mexico kind of thrown at you that you haven't really expected? Just, just the love, honestly. Like, um, like just being here and understanding that okay, you're you're a soccer player in like a, a big city, and you're expected a lot. So, um, I'd say that just the love, like the people here are really genuine, and I really appreciate that because um, with people, not not a lot of people is what you see you get, and um, I feel like here in New Mexico and what I've experienced so far. Everyone that you meet, they're so genuine, and the energy that they bring to you, it's so pure. So you can you could tell exactly what type of energy somebody's bringing, and if it's negative, you could just walk away from it, and if it's positive, you just take it in and you breathe it in and you smile with it. That's awesome. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the reggae boys. <laughs> uh, 
this, I mean, they are, as far as development of national teams, yeah. they have, I mean, just over the past 8 to 12 years, I mean, they have, they're skyrocketing. They're through the roof. They're one of the, as far as just kind of upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, they're, I mean, second to almost nobody. I mean, is that is that exciting for you to watch? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love I love my country, man. I love Jamaica. Shout out to everybody from Jamaica watching right now or listening right now. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, man, like the process, it's not been smooth sailing, you know, because um, there's a lot of naysayers in it still. And um, there's a lot of people that don't believe what we're doing is right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that want to see us fail. So just to see how out of many one people that we've come to such a great rise and stuff. It's just it's just amazing to watch the growth, and we're not even halfway there yet. And I mean, it's in addition to that, it's a lot of USL players. Oh yeah, you know, you you've got Kevon Lambert <laughs> on there. I mean, guys that I, I mean, I'm assuming these are guys that you know, guys yeah. you've become friends with. Yeah. That's got to be cool to see. I mean, uh, it, like I've said before, and I'll say it again though, but like. The USL isn't much far from the MLS because you see a lot of guys like take away the DPs and stuff like that. You know, MLS guys, they don't really offer that much of a difference. But um, it's an exciting game. I'm excited for this um, Open Cup game to come just to show um, people that like, you know, it's not much difference. It's just a bigger class or people getting paid a lot more. Yeah. That's just the difference. Well, let's talk about that Open Cup match. Obviously, <laughs> it's coming up in, what, today's Thursday, so six days from right now. Hmm. Uh, what's the excitement level for going up to Denver? First, we got to take care of business on Saturday. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. I didn't mean to test you there, but I accidentally did. Yeah. yeah. So, all but, right. Um, all right. Go ahead. Um, Sacramento is going to be a good push for us. Um, you know, they're a top team in this league. Um, we respect them a lot. And um, I'm hoping they do the same because if they don't, they're up for a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm expecting a big turnout too. And um, just to come watch a show, you know, because here in New Mexico, we always put on a show. It should be New Mexico United soccer show. Soccer show, like like Las yeah. Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's nah, a not show. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean Sacramento, like you said, they're they're a club that that I think the entire Western Conference, with very few exceptions, uh, there's not really a day off. Uh, and is that something that you've noticed? I mean, you've played again for four different Western Conference teams. It seems like anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, it's definitely like that. Um, yeah, you don't get day off. Um, any team can turn up. As I say, there's a there's like a lot of good players here. They just don't get the, the confidence and the chances from like coaches and stuff like that to perform at the highest. And um, the resources are a lot better in the MLS. So you know, of course, like with uh, a way schedule like this, you know, coaches got to be like really confident. And um, what would I say now? He got to be on top of everything because, you know, guys can get injured and like knocks and stuff. And we don't have enough time to recover because we're on the road Wednesday, Friday games mm-hmm. for about a month. So it's going to be tough, man. And um, for for us, it's like, you know, we just we 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 thrive to like resilience and stuff like that. Like it's part of our culture, you know? Yeah kind of taking on the doubters <laughs> but to be fair um let me just touch on that um a rapids game um it's a really good game for us um i have i have faith in my team we always rise in the big moments and um whenever we play what would i call it now like teams that are not really fighting for like a playoff spot right now sure um like mid-table teams and stuff like that 
it it's kind of like a a non boot because you know we get hyped and everything, and then to get like um bad referees and stuff like that in games, it it I it it's sad to say that you have to like resort to it sometimes because like you expect the league to be growing and they ex- you expect the referees to have like knowledge of the game and understanding and sometimes they just they oh my god I don't even know how <laughs> you lead the league in yellow cards in addition <laughs> to goals <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you know they they need to be a good job of like protecting the players sure. and understanding like plays and stuff like that and know how to keep the game under control without it have to get out of hand for you to like do something mm-hmm. you get me so like that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a, like a, a good push for us in the um, Wednesday game to see like where the referees at and how respected we are as well as how respect how they respect the other players on the team that's a good point yeah that's really great you, you're gonna hope for uh, maybe an MLS or a higher level FIFA referee, FIFA referee yeah. Uh, Calf, in, in a, yeah. yeah in a match this big so that's a really good point uh, before uh, before every show we put out a question or not question but we let everyone know <laughs> that hey we're gonna have this guest on and we, we told everyone we have Kavan on this week and we got a ton of questions and uh, so yeah. just gonna throw a few from our, from our listeners at you right. uh, Ren asks uh, from Twitter uh, where did your fierce style of play originate? How did you how did you become uh, this fierce player? Honestly, um, I was timid. Like growing up, I was kind of timid, you know, scared to make mistakes. Um, always, always could kick the ball. I couldn't really like. I didn't know I could run until I was like probably about six. I knew like I knew I could run, but I didn't really have to because I was so like good with the ball at my feet. I didn't think I needed to run. And then um, one of my coaches back home, he's like, you're going to play forward. No no midfield for you right now. Oh, so you were a midfielder growing up? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I like to touch the ball before and kick from distance, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to, I, I like, to, like uh, intimidate keepers and uh, let them think they have a chance. But I was always, like, lethal from distance. So that was my thing growing up. And then coach was like, we need some goals. And, um, yeah. This assistant thing ain't doing it because the guys aren't scoring. So I'm gonna need you to go up top and just go bully some guys. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew I had like a lot of speed. I mean, I did track growing up, but like you know, it wasn't really anything serious because I didn't really like to train. Mm-hmm. Even coach still has a problem <laughs> with me right now. But like, yeah. But um, that was that was the thing for me with track and field. And then um, I found out that you know I have a little thing going on. And I could have kicked, yeah. So I just got this first where, and then my brother, my brother kind of like, you know, he always talked to me. I kind of looked up to him growing up and stuff like that, you know, because like he, he, he's a mechanical engineer right now, but like he didn't take it serious. But um, he knew a lot about soccer at the time too. And like he would help me and stuff like that. And he would just tell me like, just do your thing, bro. Like if you make a mistake, you make another one. The third one gonna come off, and then once they see that, they'll be like, "Damn, this boy's good." And then I was gifted enough because I could always see like a lot of stuff that other guys aren't looking for and stuff like that. Like I could play a pass for my first pass, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing the ball to you, I know that I played your pass for you. So I'm gonna play to your left foot so you could pass it to D, or I'm gonna play to his right foot so he could pass it to you. You get me? Yeah. And vice versa. I'm not just going to play a shit ball to him and then hope that he does something with it. You get me? Yeah. 
So that was kind of like my gift. And um, Coach is just seeing it, and he just wants to mold it and get the best out of me right now. One of the things that we've talked about a lot on the show, and we did last segment before you came on, was expectations. Uh, You know, coming into the year, this is a brand new club, like we talked about. And so expectations, I mean, they're high for a new club, but people Mm -hmm. are saying maybe, you know, eighth, ninth in the conference, make a playoff spot. Obviously, those expectations have changed. Uh, the, the club has performed really well. You guys have been playing really well. How do you not let those expectations get to you, and how important is that? A lot of people are just like they, they're now starting to see that we're a new established team and um, our chemistry is already on point, so we're just growing. I don't think our expectations is to just make the playoffs. Our expectations expectations right now is to win the league, and um, everyone is on board with it, mm-hmm. and um, we're excited to be a part of it. And I know the city wants it, and we want it so much too. Yeah. So it's just, it's a it's an ever-growing pride that we're just going to keep on the back of our shoulders and just keep building on it. Awesome. And so moving forward, again, we talked about U.S. Open Cup. We've talked about kind of moving forward in the league. Um Again, it's 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 kind of a balance between the two. Is is there for you guys? And people have different opinions on this. Is there a priority for you? Is it the league over the Open Cup? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's it comes in pairs. Like you know, we want to go as far as possible in every um, competitions. And once you start something, there's no point of turning back. And um, we have a really resilient group, and we thrive in adversity and stuff like that. And um, just going into the Open Cup game, I know they're ha- going to have a task because they don't know what's going to hit them. Mm-hmm. You get me? But um, the league is definitely our main focus. I mean, uh, we really want um, three points every game. And as much as possible, we need to take care of our like home games and stuff like that. So, like, not giving the fans, like, three points at home, like, last night is just... It, 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 rocks, it rocks the guys in the locker room as well. You know, coaches, coaches, they see different and stuff like that. But guys, we are we are competitive and we just want three points. Like we don't care who scores or anything like that. We just want three points. Yeah. Yeah. And watching you guys walk off the field last night, it looked like it was almost a loss because you had uh, some <laughs> of the guys had their head down and they were disappointed that you didn't, you know, take care of business at home. So how do you how do you guys bounce back from that? It's a quick, quick rebound this week. That's, because a, that's, a, that's a good thing for us because uh, we have a game in what, two days from the first game. Yeah. So like, you know, just bouncing back. Everyone's excited for the game. You know, we don't got time to dwell on what could have happened or what happened. You know, we're all um, respected individuals and um, we're all like, you know, professionals and stuff like that. And um, we're like happy professionals, if you get what I mean. Like we respect our job and um, we love what we do. So going to the next game, we just we just want more. And we expect like that little 2% or 3% more from everybody. And we just got to stay focused. And just one of our um, priority plans is like do your job. If you do your job, everyone's going to do their job too. And then we're going to have a solid performance. And we could fill that just to, just <laughs> from the beginning of the season till yeah. now. Like you guys have embraced the curse and embraced the entire fan base, yeah. which is incredible. And not just the fan base, but the state. I mean, yeah. it's it's really incredible to see what you guys have yeah. done. Uh, but on this, you have uh, uh, several games. You have a, a game last night. You have a game on Saturday, and then a game on Wednesday. So, what do you guys do to stay fresh? You know, so you don't get too tired or your legs get too tired. Um, what, what's the process with that? I'd say recovery. Eat your greens, Liz. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, um, try to try to stay healthy, you know, get a lot of stretches in, um, see our athletic trainer. He knows what's best for us and uh, just take care of your body and ensure that you get enough rest at night. There's never a, a, a such thing as uh, too much rest, so get as much rest as possible. And kind of jumping off that with the Western Conference, uh, we've had a couple situations most recently before we came home here. We we're on the road for a long time. After this coming game, we'll be on the road for a long time again. Does yeah. that wear on you guys? It has to wear on you guys. I mean, yeah, it does. But, like, you know, it's just one of those adversity things. You're like, you just got to deal with it. So we don't look at it as, like, you know, okay, we're going away for a month or stuff like that. We just look at it as, like, you know, we get to play football a lot more. And, um... It just sucks that we have to travel for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't want what's coming. Well, and that's to that end. I mean, at the end of the season, I think it's like 10 of our last 12 games are at home. Yeah. That's got to be exciting for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really want to wait on those games yet. <laughs> but, like, but that's when the know. playoff push is happening, you know? Yeah. Like, that's when we're going to be in a rhythm. Teams are going to be in their rhythm, too. And, um, those games, those games are not really like, you know, physically man- handled and stuff like that. It's more like a mental battle. Mm-hmm. So, like, going into those last games where, you know, playoff pushes and stuff like that, it's who's the most disciplined and organized and stuff like that that's going to win those battles, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, do you have any, if you don't have anything else, I think we wrap it up here. But what we always do is we, we let you deliver a message, whether yeah. it be to friends, family, fans, whoever you want to deliver yeah. a message to, please feel free. Mike is yours. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everyone. And um, I just want to say whatever you do, do with a smile. Just be happy, be comfortable, and be resilient with what you do. Always put a smile on somebody's face, even when, you're a ha- when, even when you have a frown. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic, isn't it? All right. Uh, Thank you so much for spending the time with us, Kavan. This has been a a real pleasure. It's it's really awesome to have you in the studio. (laughs) Appreciate it, Kavan. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Kavan Freider joining us this segment. we got a closing segment to come up. We'll be right back on the CurseCast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. Welcome back into the Curse Cast. RJ Montano, David Carl joining you. And David, that was a fantastic interview, wasn't it? Kevon's awesome. Uh, we were talking about, we've talked about this in the past. You know, we've seen Kevon smile. We've obviously seen him score a lot of goals. We actually never heard his voice. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if he could talk or not. <laughs> yeah, he blew us he, out of the water. Yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, he is as personable as he is good at scoring goals. So uh, thank you again to Kevon Freider for coming on. Thank you to Liz, as always. Uh, yeah, for for being the so amazing much. club liaison that you are, and and doing amazing things with communication at the club, and there's a million things that Liz does, a million hats she wears. She's fantastic in every way. Speaking of wearing hats, yes, oh look yeah, for, look for Kavon <laughs> Freider to be wearing one of the curse hats around town. Yeah, yeah, 
He's uh, going the Cody Mizell route and uh, going to rock one of those curse hats around. Not I love bad. It. Cody Mizell and Kevon Frater. Hey, that ain't bad. Gear, yeah. The league leader in goals and league leader in saves. How about that? How about that? <laughs> All right, David. Uh, let's get to this. We've got a few things going on this week. Yep. Um, tonight, which you'll, you'll it'll be after this episode comes out, yep. we had uh, the... The uh, food fights. 505 food fights. And the championship round is, again, tonight, but by the time you hear this, it'll be last night. It's a fundraiser for us, the curse, um, and our trip up to Denver for the U.S. Open Cup. We got a bus, folks, uh, and if you're hearing this right now, uh, there's a good chance there are still a couple seats available. So if you want to go, check out our social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, we're posting about it. Uh, this is open to any United fan. You don't have to be a member of the curse. Any United fan who wants to make the trip up to Denver, we're leaving Wednesday morning, um, and we're going to be there overnight. we got a discounted hotel rate, uh, and then we will leave Thursday morning, get back to Albuquerque around 4 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, so it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get up there. We're going to cheer on our guys and, and watch them beat an MLS club. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also, uh, coming up on Monday, we have another... Uh, fundraising event. Yeah. If, if you hear this before Monday, uh, we're going to be at Rude Boys Cookies, Woo-hoo, 4 to Rude 7. Boy. 20% of all sales are going to the curse. So help us out. Come have some cookies. There's a special curse cookie out there, too. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting. So come on out if you're hearing this before Monday. If not, to thank you for listening anyway. And again, both of those fundraisers are going... It, you're helping helping us help you. We want to make this trip affordable for everybody. Um, and the cheaper we can get it, I think the more people we can get up there to support the club, which is really our goal. We want to show these guys that we love them, that we appreciate them. Um, and again, these fundraisers go specifically towards that. Also, with regard to the 505 Food Fights, uh, thank you to United. They donated some amazing items. Uh, team-signed home jersey, the Man Wolf jersey. Team-signed away jersey, the Crane Shares jersey. Team-signed ball, size 5 soccer ball. Um, and then maybe my favorite item, uh, I'm not going to use them because I'm in the supporters section, but five front row center pitch tickets to the El Paso match. That's, that's just amazing. And so thank you to the club. Thank you to Peter. Thank you to everybody for, for really helping us do what we can to raise funds. Again, ultimately the goal is to go to Denver and show these guys that we care. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be fantastic. So, David, let's get to my favorite segment of every show, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's do it. So uh, I think you and I both uh, went with good, good, ugly this week. We did. I, I didn't have anything bad. We, we were off for a week. I guess the bad could be. Let's just put a, a bad was me. I was gone on vacation. The bad's always you. We are moving, so I kind of ruined last week's But it's good. You're moving, so to, moving Albuquerque. to Albuquerque because of United. That's the only reason, because I want to be closer to my family. <laughs> has club. nothing to do with new jobs or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Like that. But all right, David, let's go. Let's lead us off. What is your ugly for the week? So my ugly was, uh, we talked a little bit about it in the opening segment. Uh, the guys came out a little lethargic. Um, again, it was great to get that goal right before the half. Uh, Devin did a great job. Suggsy, I mean, Schmidty rather did a great job. Um, missing Suggsy, by the way, with the injury. Yeah. I hope, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, but we came out a little lethargic. Um, and I'm sure that the guys know that. I'm sure that Troy has made them aware of that, and I'm sure they are going to come out Saturday firing. Um, you know, every team has down games. Every single club has down games. Um, I think this is one for, for us, um, and I think it's a good sign when you have a down game and are still able to salvage a point. So there's a silver lining to the ugly there. A little lethargic, but again, I expect us to bounce back. 
Watching the players walk off the pitch last night. I mm-hmm. said pitch. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, watching them walk off the field, though, they had their heads down as if they lost. So I think they're feeling it in a quick game right away Saturday. Come on, set it. It's a good thing. That's that's going to be a positive. I think they're going to come out firing a little more fierce. So I agree. All right. What's your ugly, RJ? My ugly is um, there's a member of the Albuquerque Isotopes staff <laughs> who, for oh, some God. reason. You're going to get us in trouble. I'm going to get us in No, I'm not. <laughs> we need, Okay. If Tiny Tim, a mayor, mayor, mayor Tim Keller, if he He's listening. We need our own place to play, man. <laughs> Come on. So a, a member of the Isotope staff came up to you last night and was really angry with us because we set off smoke bombs, which we do every game. Yes. You know, we score, we set off a smoke bomb. Yes. Before the team comes out, set off a smoke bomb. When we win, we set off a smoke bomb. Uh, they came out and said, if you guys, you know, set off our fire alarms again, we're going to take away your smoke for the year. They're, they're, they're intentionally crippling the the supporter section i mean that's just a big that's a big part of us so all the more reason for us to get our own spot yeah so I we need our own stadium I for mean, many that's, reasons that's, that's our own I reason but to we'll, be able to say what we need to say and, and cheer the way we want to cheer and i want to be able to say shit in a chant i mean <laughs> yeah, guys don't let us <laughs> well and, we have a chant that says that <laughs> yeah yeah we do i also i also want to be able to hang tifo i mean and don't get me wrong the tifo last night was amazing Incredible. shout out to everybody who was part of that it was great um but I want to be able to hang it. Like, you know, I want it to be to be strung up and, and dropped down in front of the supporters section. It's so cool. And and I I'm I would hope that in a, in a new soccer stadium we'll be able to do that. Listening to the we were able to talk to the guys who are doing the awesome TIFOs from the upper deck too. Mm-hmm. They had a hard time hanging their first one. Yeah. So I mean the isotopes have been really great for allowing us to play at Isotopes Park. Yes. But absolutely. They are not prepared for a, for a soccer a fan base they're, yeah I, they're, they're not really happy with having to change the way they normally do things and again i don't think from from my perspective and i only speak for myself in this my i'm not coming from a place of criticizing the isotopes i'm coming from a place of damn it we need our own stadium to do yeah. our own thing and i think that i think we agree and that's on what that i'm leading to is we need our own place because i don't think anyone should be coming up to the curse and saying we're going to take away your smoke bombs for the year because we all we did was set it off and and think about it think about it if it let's say we had our own soccer specific stadium right and something happened to isotopes park and the topes needed to play at our soccer stadium it would take some adjusting so i want to give them a little bit of credit again they've been they've been helpful in a lot of ways but there are a lot of ways that things could definitely improve with our own stadium Yes, and uh, I I may be referring to the isotopes again later on in the segment, <laughs> uh, but but it's good, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, good. So all right, so let's let's get to uh, to our first good. It's good, good, ugly. Um, that's pride for me. Uh, God, I'm gonna get emotional talking about this. It was amazing. We we had ugh, uh, everybody was everybody was on board, you know, and and. With something as 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 wonderful as pride, there's always the concern that there's going to be somebody who wants to make it political and not about being supportive of our community. And it didn't happen. <laughs> it was it was so amazing to see fourteen thousand people come together and and say to our LGBTQ community, "We love you. We support you." And we're going to celebrate you. And everybody was on board. It was amazing. Like, there were several points at, during the match last night where I was tearing up. When the TIFO went up. You know, when when the, the rainbow smoke bombs went off. When 
Everybody in the whole stadium from 1912 to 2019 is waving those rainbow flags. When the gay man's choir is singing the national anthem, I mean, when I see the trans flag going by and everybody is cheering on, everybody's supporting, everybody's high-fiving. We are, we're one community. It's amazing. And it was, it was, it was, whew, God, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool last night. And I was with you. I was expecting something political to happen and, and to see like basically a, Albuquerque say love is not political. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. I'm w- I'm with you on that. It was, it was. You're right. It was great to see someone come together, or not someone, but but everyone mm-hmm. come together to support our our communities, all of our communities. Yep. And, and talking with members of the front office, I mean, it was emotional for them. It was emotional for them seeing that it was. It went off perfectly. I want I want our LGBTQ community in New Mexico to know that. They are welcome. You are welcome. If you're listening to this, you are welcome. You are welcome to be a member of the curse. You are welcome to support the club with us. We're we're all it's all of us together. And, and we invite you. And and we welcome you. And last night was amazing. So. Yeah. That is a that is a hard good to beat. Well, your good is up, so try. Good, yeah, <laughs> definitely not as good, but but it's the same fan base. That fan base was fantastic last night. Fourteen thousand people felt like a lot bigger. Yes. than the actual announced attendance. Um, ESPN News broadcasted the game. Yeah, and awesome nationwide. It, fantastic. I mean, it, it, listening to Mike Watts is 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 fun because he does this thing before every match where he asks for words to sneak in. He got several of ours in there. USL word sneak. Yeah. Yeah, he, several words he sneaks into the uh, into the broadcast. Cornbread was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yellow just like corn. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but what it was is, is the the microphones for ESPN because they do so many games have a modulator on them so it doesn't get overpowered. So if something loud happens or something happens, their mics aren't able to to, to pick up that feedback mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, on the goal scored by by Devin Sandoval. His microphone cut him off because the crowd was so loud. And it felt, if you, if you listen to it, actually, you know what? I'm going to play it right here. In the middle of the six. Look for something trickery on the back post. They've used it before. There's the knock to the back post. And it down. Knocked in. Sandoval there to clip it home. Schmidt the assist. New Mexico leads. It sounds like there's 50,000 people at a playoff game. It doesn't sound like a, uh, a Wednesday night in Albuquerque. Right. That's fantastic. Yep. I mean, it, you when you're so loud, you jack up the mic, you're you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Way to go, New Mexico. That's and amazing. All the plugs we got from that, there was several people saying, like, this is a Wednesday night Division Two soccer leg, uh, soccer team game going on. And, yep. and just a lot of people are like, this is... This what's is the what's happening of in Albuquerque is helping U.S. soccer grow. So thank you to the New Mexico United fans. Yeah, you guys are amazing. You're wonderful. We love you and we appreciate you. All right, my my second good. RJ, I don't know if you know this, uh, but as of this recording, this is Thursday, one year ago today, this club was announced. One year. It's been one year since this club was announced. They were USL New Mexico then. They're New Mexico United now. Here we are. Think about this. Uh, oh. When this club was announced, I don't get me wrong. I was over the moon. You know, I was thrilled uh, again as 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 a, a lifetime soccer fan to have our own club here. I was I was thrilled. But if you told me that one year from that point we'd be in first place in the Western <laughs> Conference, yes, we've got games in hand. I don't care. They got like Kavan said, they got to come catch us. We've been first place in the Western Conference. We would have won two U.S. Open Cup matches, and we're taking on an MLS club next week. The quality of 
person that the club has brought in on the pitch, off the pitch, in the front office, the the professionalism that this club has exhibited throughout its branding process, throughout its social media, throughout its presence in the community, the impact that they would have on the community, on youth soccer, all of these things, give me one of those things and I would have been over the moon. But all of them together, what a year it has been for this club, for the city, for the state. I can't I can't put it into words how, how wonderful it's been. Um, and I know all of you listening have a different story. Some way this club has impacted you. Some person that you've met that you never would have before. The unity that it's brought together. It's again. It's been a year, and it's been an amazing year for this state. And, and as much as they've crammed into this one year, we have the youth performance stuff, the, mm-hmm. the camps, all the outreach. You and I, the curse cast, the curse. Right. I mean, this is so incredible. You're right. And, and the people that I have met. Because I remember seeing when it came out, I remember on the news saying, hey, Susie, check this out. This is cool. Yeah. And that was it. That was it for me. We're going to have a soccer team. That's yeah, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Check them out. And then, you know, it started building steam from there. But yeah, one year. Can you believe that? One year of the... A year ago today. That is incredible. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. And again, just uh, it's a credit to the organization, to the ownership, to the coaching staff, to the players, and to the fans. To, to every one of the 14,000 people who were there last night and and the thousands more who have been to a game or, or watched from home, watched in Farmington and Las Cruces and Santa Fe and Gallup and Carlsbad and, and wherever the hell you watch from. we got people watching us in Denver, you know, wherever you are. It's a credit to you. I was on vacation last week and I got recognized for wearing my New Mexico United stuff in D.C. Yeah. People coming up, hey, I know this. Yep. And, and oh, it's, it, it's a credit to everyone. One year. Yeah. It's amazing. So thank you to everyone we just mentioned. Uh, it's I, I said this on Twitter earlier, but it's the club of our dreams, and it's amazing. Yes. All right. My good is going to kind of bounce off of this. Uh, we've been able to grow to just these great things that we've been able to have. Uh, we, we, it, it's so much fun. Cardiff City. Oh yeah, is going to come. How do we not talk about this? Uh, oh my god, Cardiff City is coming to Albuquerque to play yep. New Mexico United. Yeah, that goes. What? Yeah, and that goes back to like the things we've accomplished in the year. I didn't. I didn't mention that. If you had told me, add it to the list that we'd be playing Cardiff City, a team that's been in the Premier League now, dropping down to the Championship. But still, I mean, this is this is a, a top level club from England coming over to to play our club in our backyard. Oh my God, it's amazing! It's amazing. Again, add it to the list. Uh, I'm no longer shocked. I'm just. I'm in constant awe of what this club can do i feel like i am shocked i mean what what is uh, uh, and uh, just you, get used to you it you all know that i'm new to soccer so i had to google what this was yeah part of is a storied club oh wow yeah, yeah. And that's what it is is it's not just some fun team from england coming over here it's it's a, a storied club coming over to play this club beat manchester united team. they beat manchester united 2-0 in the last match of the season yes they beat Man U. Man U is one of the top clubs in the world. And, you know, they're down right now. But you know what I mean. They're one of the top clubs in the world. They're one of the potentially the most storied, if not one of the top five most storied clubs in the history of world football. And this team beat them 2-0 a month ago, less than a month ago. So, yeah, it's that Cubs coming here to so play in our backyard. It's uh, I believe it's July 15th. That sounds... 15th or 18th. One of those two like I'm going to look that up. Yeah. But this game is going to be played at UNM Soccer Field. Uh, soccer stadium. So that's uh, where I was going to bring in the isotopes. The isotopes have a home game that night. Right. Uh, it's a Thursday night. It's the 18th. The 18th. Yep. 
July 18th. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if you've bought season tickets, I, you have a yes. ticket to this game already. That's accurate. So just keep that in mind. If you if you have season tickets, you're you're getting into this match. Uh, man, I wish it could be played at Ice Toast Park. Though. Yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome. Or it's, but you know what? It's we're gonna pack that place. You know, wherever we go, we're gonna pack U&M. it. Yeah, we're gonna pack it. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna be able to light smoke bombs, and no one's gonna complain about oh it. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. Yeah, as many smoke bombs as we want. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's my good it is this amazing team coming to play us here in here in Albuquerque. This is so much fun. That's awesome. Well, I think that's that's all we've got. Uh, until you wanna you wanna hit us with the with the normals hit us with it yeah we got Star Brothers Brewing your official home of the cursed viewing parties that's fifty seven hundred San Antonio Drive uh, Rio Bravo Brewing who we were able to paint the tifo there yeah so shout out to Rio Bravo Brad you guys are amazing over there thank you for all your support um, it, it was a beautiful space for us to use once the wind died down on the first day um, but it's this nice outdoor space um, in the the beer garden back there and the TIFO that you saw on the match on Wednesday night was painted all right there. And thank you to everybody who came out to put yeah, it together. There was, too. there was several people who came out to help you. Ha- thank, thank you for helping us put that together. Yes. Uh, 1912 second street, I 40 and second street. Uh, we also got boxcar brewing in Santa Fe, five thirty South Guadalupe street. We have Bosque brewing in Las Cruces, nine Oh one East university Avenue. And we also want to thank ESPN radio one Oh one seven, the team. Your home, your flagship station for New Mexico United Soccer. Uh, we're a part of the Beautiful Game Network, home to several MLS Premier and USL podcasts. And most importantly, thank you to the fans. We've we've had such great feedback of uh, of the show. This is our tenth show. Woo-hoo! We have a decade show. Oh my god! I knew you had that. That scared <laughs> uh, me. So uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who listens to the to the Curse Cast, and we hope you continue listening. Go ahead and hit subscribe, rate, review. Leave us some comments. And it's a busy soccer weekend as well. In addition to United uh, on Saturday, we've got Pride Saturday morning. Uh, We have the Albuquerque Soul playing uh, Switchbacks U23. That's tomorrow. Um, And then on Sunday, Albuquerque FC, the women's club, playing their first ever home match. Um, That's on Sunday at St. Pius and the Soul playing on Sunday as well. And again, United playing on Saturday. So a lot of stuff going on. And then Monday... Rude Boy Cookies. Join us for that. It's going to yeah, be fun. Rude Boy's Cookie. Four to seven, 20% off. Uh, or 20% of the proceeds come to the curse. So and if you have your curse membership card, you get 10% off regular cookies on match days as well. So that's important to, to point out. All right, David. Let's uh, let's head out. Let's go to this uh, fundraiser. Let's go do it. Somos Unidos. We are united.